I'm Cindy Boxer, and you are listening to the Fiber Artist Podcast, where we chat with artists, makers, and creatives who work with fiber, get to know their stories, how they came upon their fiber practice, and more about the person behind the work. Today, I chat with Gabby Diamantis, the fiber artist behind Family Threads. Gabby's insanely intricate macrame work has inspired me from the very beginning of my own fiber journey, so it was a real treat to be able to speak with her and find out more about hers. Honestly, we were both pretty nervous. You can find Gabby on Instagram at Family Threads, no A in the word threads, and see more of her work in Fiber Supply Shop at FamilyThreads.com. Again, no A in threads. Without further ado, here's Gabby. Hi, Gabby. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I am so excited to get a chance to talk to you and get to know your story more. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk. Good. Um, Okay, so let's just kind of start with the basics. Like, Where are you right now? Um, Where are you from? What's your living situation like? I know you have some kids. Yeah, so I live on um, the Sunshine Coast in Australia, um, Prigian Beach, um, and I live with my husband and my our four kids. Um, yeah, so that's I've gr- I grew up in Brisbane, which is a like small city, an hour and a half away from where we are okay. now. But I've lived here pro- for the last like um, seventeen years. Wow. Yeah. So you're a beach yeah. girl, huh? Yeah. I know. On your Instagram photos, obviously, like beautiful photos of you and your family on the beach, which looks just like heavenly. Yeah, Yeah, it's so cool. um, How old are your kids? So Ava's the eldest. She's 10. And then I've got twins. um, They're six and the baby's three. So he's not a baby anymore. (laughs) Well, that's still pretty young. I don't know. I feel like that was right when I started to see the light was when my youngest was three. And I was like, oh, okay, they're yes. they're human. They're a little bit more independent at that point. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it changes when they're three, I reckon. Before three, yeah, you still feel like you've got a baby. Yeah, totally. And then all the kids, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's go like way back. Um, tell me a little bit about your like your childhood and um, how you grew up, and you know, did it offer a lot as far as like honing your creativity? Were you a really creative kid? What did it look yeah. like then? Yeah, well, I grew up um, in Brizzy with my mum and dad and my four sisters, so I'm one of five girls. Wow. And, um, yeah, I was always really creative as a kid. Like, I loved doing anything creative. So, like, you know, like, I'd lock myself in my room and do, do anything creative, like drawing, painting. Um, I did actually a little bit of embroidery when I was younger as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then, like, just I've been doing, like, creative stuff, like, since I was a kid. And then I got probably got into more, like, cooking um, when I had Ava and then um, didn't sort of get back into anything until after I had Ezra. Okay, so and Ezra's which number of? The fourth. The fourth, oh, okay. So he's the baby. Yeah, so I, I didn't start um, doing any sort of fibre art until he was about three and a half, oh, about six six months old, sorry. Okay. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then it's gone from there. All right. So, okay. So, um, did you have like a traditional schooling growing up? Did you go to university or, um, you know, like, did you know you were going to end up going, getting this far into your fiber art business and, and, and practice? I I didn't expect to do it at all. So I went, I did schooling through to year 12, 
And then, um, yeah, I didn't do uni or anything after school. I had Abe when I was 21. Okay. So, like, kids became my life after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, when Ez was a baby, I had, like, the worst dermatitis on my hands. I'd had it for about two years. Mm. And um, I think I was just in a place where I really wanted to, like, pursue something for me um, that I could do around the kids, obviously. Right. And, um yeah, I just got into it from there and then I fell in love with macrame and the rest is history. Yeah. So how did you sort of first discover or rediscover it? I mean, did you do any macrame as a kid or? No, oh, I did like um, bracelets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, like I didn't put two and two together when I started doing it. Um, I think I started weaving and crocheting first okay. and I just just – Um, learning stuff off YouTube, like just doing little YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And then um, I saw this huge piece, I think Natalie Miller did, Mm -hmm. like years and years ago, and I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. And um, just went on YouTube and learned a few knots. And then, um, yeah, and then I just started from there. That's amazing. I mean, I have to say out of, I think even in my own journey, your pieces were the first ones that I saw that really stood out and with this very like layered and decorative style that you do. And I and like for me, I, you were like my your Instagram account was like my biggest inspiration when I first started. I don't know if I ever told you that or anything. <laughs> That's awesome. But I hadn't seen yeah. anyone doing these like, you know, this really large scale, but also very like feminine and full of fringe pieces that were as layered as yours. Um, and you know, I, I don't know the origin of all of that, but, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where you wonder like who was first or where did the inspiration come from? So tell me, yeah. like, as you started to discover your macrame practice, how did you start to hone your, uh, like your aesthetic and the style that you were wanting to do? Yeah. So I think when I started it, and you'd be the same, like a few years ago, like, um, macrame just wasn't the same as what it is now. Like, right. you know, it's really basic. Not many people were doing it. Like, you know, now it's just like amazing what people are doing. You yeah. know, like when I started, it was really, really basic and simple. Um, and then I think, yeah, I think a lot, you know, a few people that I'd seen um, doing it and like loved their work, they sort of all had their own unique style. And I remember just being like, oh, I want to make this mine, like what can I do to make, you know, have my own style. And I remember um, just Pinteresting heaps of like vintage lace Mm -hmm. and um, then working out how to knot from that. So I'd be like, okay, like I love that trim and then just started like working, um, working with like lace and working out how to get that design but in macrame. Right. Yeah, That's so cool. I like never would have even put that together even though – even like in my descriptions of things, I always say like the lacy type or, you know, the, the yeah. fringy type or whatever. But I would have never thought that it was like a direct inspiration from actual lace. That's so cool. Yeah, it was. And then after that, I was just like, oh, this is amazing. And even now, like if I'm stuck, I'll like go onto Pinterest and I'll look up more like old lace or lace and I'll just screen snap heaps of stuff and um, then later on just go through on my phone like all my pictures and just like pick out bits and pieces that I love and mm. like trying to work into into my pieces. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, when you first started also with your weaving and crochet, were you also self-taught with those, uh, with those yeah. as well? Yeah, so 
Um, my mum's always um, sewn and crocheted and knitted. Um, so I have, like, I've watched her crochet my whole life, but I had no idea how to do it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I sort of tried to get her to teach me, but we, it just wasn't working. So I just went on um, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. That's kind of how I learned too, even though my mom, my mom knitted and crocheted her whole life too. And I just, I don't know, maybe it's yeah. hard to teach your own kids or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's harder. Yeah. And then I'm one of those, if I sit down and I watch it a few times, you know, you can sort of pick it up in your own time. Whereas if somebody's watching me, I get super nervous. So I'm yes. like, oh, I'll just leave it. Totally. I totally feel that way. <laughs> um, so what is your creative process like now? Um, you know, do you go in with an idea of what you want to make or how does it happen for you? Um, yeah, usually I'd have, I sort of, um, like I'll, I'll look for inspiration first before I start a piece. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll usually draw up, um, like just bits and pieces and like, um, do pages and pages of like little things that are inspiring me. And then usually once, and then I'll start the piece and it usually ends up being completely different. Um, but yeah, I usually saw something that's going to give me inspiration before I start. So in, um, with that, do you mean photos of things or sketch your own sketches or, you know, taking daily yeah, walks so or what is it? see a photo and it'll be like a pattern of something and I'm like oh that's amazing like I'd love to put that into a piece mm -hmm. and then I've usually always got my sketchbook with me like I just carry this tiny little sketch pad oh, cool. and I'll you know like if I see something out or whatever I'll draw it down like when I'm there um yeah and then and then sometimes you know I won't even see a picture it'll just be like I'll you know be daydreaming about something and you know an idea will pop into my head and I'll draw it down and then start from there. That's awesome. You never um, post pictures of your sketches. I didn't even realize that that was oh, even part pretty, of your process. <laughs> Would you say they're bad? Yeah. Yeah, they're, some are good. And then once I'm halfway through the sketch, you know, and you're trying to do all the little knots, it just ends up being being a mess. Oh, yeah, Only just, I could tell what it was, I think. I'm <laughs> way too impatient. I've tried like three times to sketch something out and it in advance and I just I get way too impatient to do all the little knots I'm like really? forget it yeah, yeah yeah and then it just turns so into like chicken scratch yeah <laughs> so you just start on the timber and go from there yeah yeah that's amazing yeah definitely um I know it's cool though I like I wish I could do it in advance I tried to sketch out a weaving once and it just like I don't it was so bad. Like I actually had a really good idea in my head. <laughs> so I wanted to get it done on paper. And then when I started to try to translate that on the loom, it just was not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But yeah. I do that all the time and I'll have this amazing idea. And then when I start actually doing it, I'm like, Gabby, this is impossible. Like you can't actually um, macrame that. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. Knowing you and your work, I feel like you could. If anyone can oh. make that happen, you could. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I'd say like maybe not so recently, but within the last year or so, you've um, your work has evolved to have the addition of embroidery and some other techniques. How do you, how did that come about for you? Um, I think it was just more like trying to make um, my pieces original. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, like I've just tried different things just to add, you know, something else to my pieces. And that's where like I've just stuck, you know, I've done some embroideries. 
Um, and then I'm doing the flowers at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just like evolving and changing, you know, because too, there's so many people out there doing it and, you know, you'll, you'll have an amazing idea and it'll come out and within two months, like every second person's doing that. Yeah. So I think it's more like, okay, like what can I do next? Yeah. So no. I think doing any sort of art, like any fiber art, you know, like okay. I really enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those weird things with social media too. It's like you have this wonderful idea, you put it out there and inevitably people will start to try to either emulate it or they just are inspired by it, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. But it's one of those things that I guess in a way it's, it's frustrating on one end, but it's also kind of motivating on the other end because it makes you push yourself more than you would normally, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, if there wasn't those people out there too, yeah, you wouldn't have to sort of branch out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd get you'd get stuff. So it is. It, it's a win and lose. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Keeps you on your yeah. toes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, I mean, you've got four kids, which to me yeah. is crazy, and they're all fairly young in my mind. Um, uh, what? What do you? What is like your your typical day look like, and how much time are you able to devote to making versus other parts of the business? Yeah, so um, I probably like so morning we get up, we have brekkie, get ready for school, drop the th- the three um, big kids are in school, and then Ez has just started kindy two days a week. So yeah, we usually like just get up, get ready. I take them to school. Then me and Ez come home, and he's pretty cruisy, so he'll just like um you know, hang with me all day. I can usually make for a few hours in the morning if I want. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll hang out. We'll usually, you know, I'll take him out for a few hours, come back, and then it's time to pick up the big kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like some weeks I'll, um, you know, not for like 40 hours if, you know, and the kids will just be pushed to the side. (laughs) I know what that's like. iPad. Here, here's an iPad. Here's a TV. Go sit. Yeah, and they'll just hang around while I do it anyway. And then there's some weeks where, like, I literally won't won't get, it, you know, like any work done at all. Yeah. You know, so it's just like mine's a bit of a roller coaster. But I think that um, because the twins have just, you know, they're at school full time, full time now. Um, yeah, like I'm at a stage where, like, it's been. A, pretty much just a hobby for me mm-hmm. um, but I'd really like to um, branch out and make it more of you know a full-time job mm-hmm. now that they're a bit bigger and I can devote more time to it yeah definitely yeah so, yeah every week's different I couldn't give you a, like a set plan I'm a bit um, I'm not very routine right well so how do you um, so how do you do it now are you taking custom custom orders only or are you doing just whatever you create you then you know post for sale? Or how, how is your – what is your uh, – the business part of your making look like right yeah. now? Um, so I did do customs for a couple of um, years when I started. And then now um, unless it's a – you know, I get an um, email for a special occasion, I'll take on a custom. But apart from that, it's just I just make and then what I've made I put up to sell just so I'm not locked in because, you yeah. know, like some – you know what it's like with kids. You can't pick it and um, – you know, I really find some people get really frustrated. You know that they have to wait. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just took took the customs down just so that there's no expectation there at the moment. Yeah. So I just make when I can and then sell them 
when they're finished. Yeah. And do you sell um, through other venues other than your website and, and like Instagram or do you, are you in any shops or anything like that? No, like, um, yeah, originally when I started, I um, had them in a few um, places like locally, mm-hmm. but I haven't for um, a few years. Yeah. Cause I just, um, you know, like I, I don't have enough time to like make them and put them in a shop. Yeah. So I think it's, easier just to pop them online and they go pretty quick anyway so I'm lucky you know I've been able to keep making and and selling just online yeah well especially now especially because you're not you're making less than you were uh there's a scarcity thing so I bet every time you post something that's actually available for like pounds yeah and that's just like too so it's it's so good like that because there's only one of you you know and yeah people are like more inclined to jump on and grab it when they can Definitely. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> awesome. So um, when you are thinking about how to choose materials and things that you want to incorporate, what do you, you know, how do you go about choosing? Um, okay. So I've pretty much used the same material since I started um, with the macrame. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just 100% um, cotton. And I really um, usually stick to natural just for my work because, I, I prefer it. Like I love colour, but um, yeah, when I'm macrameing, it's just I like that, you know, more of a natural look. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, usually I just source out like local, um, like local fair trade cottons or yarns. Um, I pick up, you know, from op shops. Mum's picked me up like little silk things of like embroidery threads and stuff like that, you know, so I'll use that, you know, if I get something like that, um, I'll usually base what I'm making around that specific product. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's more, I pretty much stick to the same stuff when I'm making. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, I hear you. Like cotton, I feel like for for macrame, cotton really is the, it's like just the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you can incorporate wool sometimes. And if you're doing sort of a macro, macro weave, um, you know, there are definitely other ways and other textures to bring in, but cotton is like where it's at. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I think. And I, um, so many people use, use cotton, but even it, like I love all the colored stuff as well. Like yeah. that's amazing. It's just, I'm, I'm just um, playing Jane with my macrame. <laughs> I don't really put much color in. And I think that's why I started the embroideries because you could use a bit of color, but it wouldn't take over the piece. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it just adds this like pop of to- like, it's just so unique. The Like the way that you're incorporating florals and embroidery and, and yeah. like the, the floral macrame too. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I love doing that. That's, um, I've had the idea to do them for like months and months and just, didn't get I threw out so many um petals like trying to work out like a good design really yeah and then we've been renovating um in the interim so we were living somewhere else and we've moved back home and like everything's still half finished but um no I was just like that's it I'm just gonna try and do it and then finally got that um the flower and got the petals right and it's it's so much fun to do it because you know they take hours but you can sit down and actually relax Mm-hmm. While you do it, you know, a lot of the time you're standing up, you yeah. know, and it's nice. You can actually just sit down and relax and do them. Oh, it's so and awesome. And it adds so much texture. So, it's, it's, yeah, they're beautiful. I really enjoy them. Yeah, it's so cool because, like, 
when for the person on the other end, like me, who's just looking at your Instagram, for example, it, like it looks like just this thing that you already that you already know how to do, and they're perfect from the start. So it's interesting to hear that it that there is a process to get oh, to this point. Yeah, where you've had to scrap okay, a bunch I of it. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not all the half-finished stuff that I throw, end up throwing out. Yeah. No. Yeah, they took me months. I think just just even um, the courage to do something a bit different and then, you know, and work it out from scratch. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying them. I have actually strung up a huge piece to cover the complete one in flowers, um, oh but I did that like three weeks ago and I haven't got back to it yet, so... It's oh, gonna it's gonna take a while, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll have it done. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you're going through a renovation right now too. I mean, that's like a full time job in itself. Yeah, it was hectic. So we, we when we moved in, I was washing out of um an esky for like four weeks. So we only got the kitchen put in like four weeks ago, so that was fun. Oh my God. <laughs> Time consuming. I don't even know how you're like alive. And then with the kids too. It's just so crazy. Yeah. They're good kids though. I, I got lucky with the kids. Yeah. Do any of them um do any of them macrame also? Yeah, Ava does. She's really amazing at it, but she's just like, Mum, I'm not patient like you, you know, so she'll do it, but then she's just like, No, I'm over it. Oh. But she's actually good at it you know it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things that she uh maybe puts down for a while and then when she gets to this point in her own adulthood where she needs something of her own she'll probably come back to it like full force yeah you know yeah definitely yeah Yeah. oh that's so cool so did you teach her yeah i did yeah how old was she when when you first taught her i think she was um she might probably i think she was six yeah, but she picked it up super quick because I've been, you know, I've done a few workshops and it's just amazing how quickly kids pick it up, Can, yeah. you know, because adults will overthink the whole process, whereas she just took to it really easily. Yeah, one day um, I taught her the knots and went back to her and she'd, like, put layers and everything into it. Wow. Like, <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It inspires me to want to teach my kids, but then I just feel like <laughs> – They'd be a total wreck. I don't know. I have two boys, and I don't know. I just feel like it's yeah. it's a little different. Boys are different, though. <laughs> they really are. They are. Uh, I, I hate to I hate to say it. And I don't want to be all like gendered or whatever, but like they're definitely different. Like they don't have the focus for it, or even like the agility right now. You know, like the fine motor skills. No, they wouldn't. But how old are your boys? They are four and six. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the age. Yes, yeah, not quite. <laughs> So, well, with yeah. workshops, you mentioned workshops. So, are you te- are you currently? Um, do you have any workshops on your schedule that you wanted to talk about or mention? Um, well, I don't actually have any physical workshops at the moment. Um, I just did my last one down at the Gold Coast um, three weeks ago, um, but I'm hoping to do a few more um, in the year. Mm-hmm. I've just been waiting for the house to sort of get finalized so that I can start doing them from home and. Um, I've had a huge studio built out in the backyard, so oh, I can work awesome. out the studio, which is amazing. Um, yeah, but I've got um, my online um, ebook slash workshop is launching next Friday, so the seventeenth of June. So that's exciting! Yay! So exciting! So what's so that? that 
I'll keep going. Sorry. So tell me, tell me about the the ebook. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I've just designed a piece that they can um, anyone can make from start to finish, and then it includes all um, video tutorials um, from start to finish on how to make the piece. So, yeah, I've really I just wanted to do it. I've had heaps of emails um, and DMs from people, like even internationally, that are just like, "Oh, I'd love to learn from you." Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm not in the country. Would you do online workshops? And I sort of put it off and then I was just like, oh, what the heck, I'll just do it. Um, yeah, so it's more so, you know, even mums, you know, if you can't get out and about to, you know, go and learn, yeah. you can do it all from of your own home um, in your own time. That's awesome. And, so um, will people be able to download it? They'll purchase it from your website and then download it uh, to their home computers and then – have yeah. access to all the videos from where they, wherever they are, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the um, complete um, book has seven videos and then just page to page of like um, tips, tricks, um, just the pattern and how to go through all the knots. So, um, yeah, once you've got it, you can watch it a hundred times over if you like. like. So it's, yeah, like your own little kit to learn macrame from start to finish. Awesome. So how long did that take you to put put it all together? I mean, I feel like video is just such a long process. I have like I have one tutorial or pattern that I sell on my website and even doing that and like even just two very short videos to go along with it took forever. So how long did this entire thing take you? Okay, so um it's been, it's been in the works for about a year. Mhm. Um, it's taken a while, yeah, but that's think- only, you know some, some some weeks I'm better than other weeks. Um, no, so it, it's taken a while, and originally um, I had a videographer who um, came and did all the videos, and then gave them to me, and I hated them. Oh, no. <laughs> so Why? Why did you hate them? Oh, they just weren't. It just didn't feel natural. Like in, it was sort of a bit sterile when we when when we'd done the videoing. Mm. Um, but then I've, um, my sister, her friend, has just done a heap of, like, graphics and all of that at uni. So she'd come over and um, we actually videoed it twice again together. Oh and finally we were happy with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, my gosh. No, I know. It's, it's such a, it's yeah. a hard process and it takes a long time. And the editing, too. So did you have an editor um, or did you yeah. edit yourself? Yeah, Sab, no, Sab did all of the editing for me. So that, that's been amazing. Yeah, oh. I've just sort of given her the information and she's she's done it. So it's been really good. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm with all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. You must have been so, like, like so gutted after realizing after the first round that you hated it all. Yeah, I was. I, and then I think I just sort of um, went into a lull with it and I wasn't going to release it. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the last month, I was just like, "No, we're going to finalize this. We just, I need to launch it, you know, because you sort of get to a place, and there's, well, I really fine with me, and you know, I'm super motivated, and then all of a sudden, I hit a wall, yes. and it's just like nothing's good enough, you know, and then I retract. Yeah, yeah, and I totally I, you know, feel you. Yeah. So I was like, "No, I've got to do this, even if it's not fantastic. I have to do it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm a perfectionist. So I'm like." oh, that's not good enough, that's not good enough. And um, I'm just like, no, it's it's going out there. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm sure it's going to be fantastic too. I mean, I I think it's hard because you know that there are, I mean, maybe you don't know, but I think that it's going to be 
huge. And I think so many people would want to learn from you because they feel the same way about your work that I do, that it's just like, it is, it totally stands apart. And, um, I remember thinking when I first started and I like discovered your, your stuff, I was like, Oh God, what I would give to take a a workshop from her. And I don't even know if at that point you were teaching, like, I feel like maybe it was even, yeah, like it was even too early for you to explore that for your own, even as your, as part of your own path. That because you were just yeah. so busy just like creating the art, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, I think it's going to be really cool. And, you know, you're your own uh, your own biggest critic, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be good. I promise. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to buy it. I'm like really curious. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. So next yeah. Friday it launches. Um, I'm hoping yeah. that this podcast will be out by that point uh, so we can kind of – so I can mention it when I launch this. Um, yeah. That- yeah. Um, so um, when you look back at like how who you were before you found Fiber Art um, and you look at who you've become in the last few years, do you feel different? Other than just being older, like do you feel different? Yeah, I feel older. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um yeah, I, I definitely think um, it's, like, taken me on a journey I wouldn't have gone on if I hadn't started it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, I've definitely grown a lot since I started doing it, which, you know, and it's helped me. Like, it's helped me really process a lot of um, growing up mm-hmm. and being a mom and um, just finding that time for yourself and um, enjoying your own company. You know, I don't know if, if you're the same, but, like, when I start nodding, um, you know, like, I just go into another world. Like, it's so nice to have, you know, something that you can do that you can escape in, but it's actually a healthy escape. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I've definitely grown a lot since I started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I asked I asked this question because, um, I don't know, I feel like for me, like, I, I – I think I like was telling a friend, I was emailing a friend back then when I first started and I was like, I think, I think macrame had saved my life. <laughs> like, and it was yeah. very dramatic to say it like that, but it was one of those things where I didn't even know that I, that I had it in me. Number one, to be like that creative or, um, I don't know, just to even have something of your, of yourself and your soul. And then you have something to show for it at the end of all those hours. You know, it was like the most fulfilling thing I had ever found. Um, so I don't know. I guess I was wondering if the, if you felt that way after you're done with a piece. Like, do you feel extremely fulfilled? Oh, yeah. Like- yeah, I do actually. Like, yeah, it, it's an it's an amazing feeling. And to be honest, like I'd say I feel the same. Like I haven't ever found anything that's, um, you know, that's so f- as fulfilling, you know, besides being a mom. Right. Like something that's, yeah, that you can do that – like at the end of it, you've got something, to, you know, something to really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that um, any arts like that, you know, just being creative is good for the soul. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's healing. Like, you know, it just gets yeah, definitely a healer. For sure. Helps you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you also have recently um, started selling supplies as well, right? Yeah. Um, Where do you hope to see your business and how do you hope that it will grow in the next few years? 
Um, like, what are your goals for your business? Okay. <laughs> All right. So that that's where I've definitely changed the last few months. Um, so before the last few months, obviously, it was just more about the kids and having them at home mm. and just fitting in time when I could to um, – to do the business side of things. Um, I really hope in the next um, couple of years that it's more of a full-time job for me. Um, I definitely still love to be selling like um, beautiful, you know, really authentic, um, beautiful supplies for people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I really hope to be able to do um, more advanced um, workshops online and um, in person, mm-hmm. you know, like take the workshop shop, um, side of things a bit further. I think I've really um, I've stopped myself in that just I'm not super confident with other people. So, you know, like I get super nervous to meet um, new people. So I think that sort of stopped me on that front, mm. whereas I'd really like to push into that side of things more and teach people, um, you know, a new skill. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Just grow the business so it's more more of um, like more of a job for me rather than just a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the workshops, I I mean, I felt the same way. I mean, I think I I was just so terrified for my first couple, and afterward, I would be both like exhilarated and totally wiped out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like just so tired for having to be on for so many hours. But then like with each one, it gets a little bit easier, a little bit easier. Um, but it's hard, you know. I think if you – do you consider yourself an introvert by nature normally? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then it's like tr- – and then and I think most – I don't know. I I am – um, maybe it's – I don't know. I'm just assuming that most people who – start to um, adopt this practice generally are more introverted people who enjoy like time with themselves, yep. you know, and, the, and then, and then you have yeah. the whole other workshop. Right. Oh wait, yeah. sorry. Can you repeat that? Cause the sound. Oh, out. you've definitely got to enjoy your own company, you know, like when you're macrame. Yeah, definitely. Not something to do with someone else. So, yeah. 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 It's hard. Um, but yeah, the workshop thing and, and expansion, it like requires you to really put yourself out there. So um, I'm excited to see what you end up doing. And if uh, like with your own studio space, how many people can you fit in there? Um, I'm not sure, actually. It's six meters by four meters. So it's it's fairly um, good size. Um, oh, it would fit. It'd fit like a good, like a at least fifteen people, you know, comfortably for a workshop with yeah. all your racks and everything else. Yeah, it'd be amazing to do it from there. Um, I'm super excited. We've still got all um, our furniture and stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> I can't use it at the moment, but that's that's the goal that's to awesome. get into the and start doing some workshops from home. Definitely, yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, yeah. So what do you feel sort of motivates you these days and how has that evolved from when you first started? Um, what motivates me? Um, I'm not re- Well, I think when I started it was more um, like I didn't think I'd go on Instagram and sell anything I'd made for one. So it was more of like um, just a personal a personal thing, you know, just making art for me and um, then started, you know, family threads to um, 
you know, like just, I don't know, just to put my work out there and just see. Um, I think now what motivates me, I think um, really being able to help financially motivates me. Like my husband works six days a week and he has since we've had Ava and he worked away for a few years and I'd really love to contribute like mm-hmm. financially um, but also be able to do something um, I love at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's a total win-win, right? That's like, that's living the dream to be really be able to do that. Yeah, be amazing. Yeah, so that's, that's really what's motivating me at the moment. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you're, you're definitely like, without a doubt, going to be there if you're not already. Thanks, <laughs> Cindy. Um, so do you have any advice that you would offer to people who are just kind of starting out now and experimenting and trying to create and find their own voice in this very um, sort of busy market. You know, the thing is that I think what you and I, I started a little bit after you, obviously, but um, even when I started, it was not nearly what it is now. Um, And I think, yeah, and I think that it's really hard. um, uh, You know, I try to encourage people, like even when I'm teaching workshops or like on our Facebook group to really try to push their own creativity. And, you know, we understand that everybody in order to learn, we do, you know, we copy, right? So, because, you know, if you're, especially if you're you're self-taught or whatever, like that's how you kind of learn how to find yourself. But how would you tell people or encourage people to um, find their own voice in all of this? Um, Yeah, I just think, I think the main thing is um, not comparing yourself to other people. You know, sort of like finding the things that inspire you, like even if it's other people's work, but finding, you know, just in everyday life, the little things that are inspiring you and, you know, let them come out in your work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the comparison things are real um, killer, like with inspiration or motivation to do anything, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so many people doing it, um, you know, it sort of puts a dampen. That, you know, it, well, I know it, it sort of turns me off doing anything new or, you know, like, um, or creating even. I think just, um, yeah, just find the things that inspire you and really, um, you know, like, use them in in the pieces that you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just give it a go as well. Like, even if you're new and you're starting and, you know, you're not sure, just just keep doing it because it's it's like anything you more the more you do something the more it evolves into something else you know and then you'll find your own um way of doing things yeah 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 definitely um no I know it's just it's one of those hard things because it's like it takes me back to thinking about Instagram in general because I think this is a tool that we sort of all like I've met everyone that I'm going to be interviewing on this podcast. It's someone I've sort of met through Instagram. So for me, it's like this huge thing. But um, uh, when you're, you know, when you're on it, do you, or when you're using it, do you ever feel hesitant to post uh, new work or, you know, like tell me about your experience with Instagram and how you, how you've been using it and how you work with it. Okay, so yeah, I did for um, ages feel really nervous to post anything new. And I think it's just like you said earlier, you know, like that the copying thing you ca- you cannot get away from, you know, like if, if you want to put your work out there, that there's going to be people who copy and there's good and bad that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 
now it's still I still have to be really mindful, especially on Instagram. You know, there's times where I really have to um, shut off or turn it off. Mm-hmm. and just, you know, like be in my own head about my own, you know, and work it out on my own because um, it, ca- it can be encouraging but then it can be really discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it's just like having a balance, you know, yeah. and not and when you're feeling like you're getting sucked in just to take a step back and going, hang on a second, like this isn't, you know, my reality and putting yourself, you know, in your present situation. Right. Yeah, it is, it's real. It's a really tricky one. Like it social media, it's really amazing, but yeah, it can really um, rob you of like your own joy and um, inspiration, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. to do things. Yeah, I think it is really important to encourage people to take a take time off of it. <laughs> Even like yes. yes, as much as we are inspired on it, it's. There's so much out there in the real world that we can see and take in that can be even more inspiring and then also be your own, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I the copying thing, I think, you know, like I see posts all the time and people are just like blowing up about, you know, other people copying and like I fully understand that. Like I've had those same feelings but at the same time, you know, even you think of yourself or even me, like, you know, if I was copying somebody's work constantly, I'm not changing, I'm not evolving in my own work. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you can only last so long. So I think it's just going, okay, be true to yourself, you know, do do the work that you love and, you know, inspire others and people are going to copy. Yeah. (laughs) You can't do anything about it. Like, and you can't let it bring you down. You know, like even the other night, for instance, I was on the um, couch with my husband and, you know, I've done the macrame flowers and I haven't seen anything like it, you know, in the macrame world on wall hangings or anything. So it's been, you know, a really long process for me to come out and to do them and try something new in my own work. And, um, yeah, it just in my feed, like macrame flowers were coming up in people's wall hangings and I was like straight away, I felt like years ago and I was like, oh, my goodness, like Ty, they're copying me and he's just like, Gab, like, do you know, like just don't look at it. And I'm just like, yeah, but, you know, you sort of get discouraged too because you're just like that was my idea. Like I'm yeah. a big one to credit, you know, like just just say I'm inspired by this person. You know, right. it doesn't matter if you copy their work. Um you know, like that, but you can, you can sh- give them a shout out and say, like, look, this person's inspired me to do to do this, um, and then you know, it's it's sort of over. Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally agree. I acknowledge them in the process as well. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it still it still gets me. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, good. it's 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 hard, and I um, yeah, it's one of those things that um people have asked my advice on like what they should do if somebody does copy them. And it's like, do you confront? Do you, you know, what do you do? And uh, there's so many different answers to that. And for me, like I had, I actually have confronted in the past and like, it never feels good because you know, that person's going to be defensive and I don't blame them either. And it's usually what happens is that, um, uh, they have somebody, uh, they have a client who found a picture on, like Pinterest or Google Images or whatever, and they're like, can you make this? And uh, that happened to me once when I was first starting, and I 
told that person to go to the original artist. You know, it was like a weaving. And I, I was like, well, this is the person I think you're looking for. So, you know, if you ask, ask her and if she can't do it for you, then maybe we'll work something out. Um, but, you know, I also understand that if you're starting out, that you also want the commission. You know, like you want to get the, you know, you want the order. Um, but, yeah, I think I agree with you. Like to preempt any of those bad feelings, to just say where the inspiration came from, does so much. It goes so far to just recognize oh, the person. And then the maker, you know, that, you know, like if, if somebody gave me credit, I wouldn't even think another thought on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But when you see your work being copied, you're sort of like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, like the exact thing too. And, it, and it's like one week after you've, you've posted it. Yeah, literally. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, you didn't just come up with that. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got to learn to let it go or you can confront them. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think it's just like focus on what you're doing and, you know, like you'll keep growing and changing and it won't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. And that is actually what happens is what like – a, one piece will be copied and then that person will continue to grow and their work in that person, you know, and that work changes over time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it is usually one of those like one-off things. And then, yeah, <laughs> it'd be different. I would say, I guess if someone's like constantly, there's like one person who's making everything, everything look yeah. exactly like, that, that'd be a little different. I've got people that do that. Really? Literally oh yeah. Pieces after pieces. And I'll see it. And I'm like, I swear that's mine. And then I'm like, no, it's not. And I'm like, I'll go back to the photo before and dead set, it's like not for not. I'm like, you're amazing that you've just been able to do that just looking at a picture. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but that's the most frustrating thing because that obviously shows how talented these people are. You yeah, know? they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like but, they have um, the techniques. I, it's mm -hmm. just to push them a little bit further to to just – make it their own you know yeah exactly but at the same time as well I think you know there's billions of people in the world and um I know me personally you know I can't you know I can only make so much so I think yeah. you know there's plenty of people to go around yeah I think absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to stop so I'd you know like I think be upset for a moment but then you know just you've just got to learn to let it go yeah. as quick as it can I think <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like you just have to recognize it's going to happen and then you move on. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess that's like the meat of my interview. I just have a few like fun speed round questions. Um, okay. So and just tell me like the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, what's your favorite beverage? Uh, coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> I figured. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there something creative that you've never tried yet that you've been wanting to? I don't think there is at this point in time. No. Ooh. I don't think. Uh, nice. So you've actually been, uh, you've been seizing the day on all of it. So that's good. I think so. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good like that. Yeah. If I see something I love, I'm like, I'll give it a shot, give it a shot straight away. Oh, that's awesome. Um, if you had one free hour a day, what would you do with it? Um, watch Netflix. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you had a time machine, what point in the past or future would you like to visit? Um, oh, pro probably early 20s. Ooh, why? Um... 
just I think just because I'd had AIDS when I was younger and you know it was it was such a hectic time because you're not you know you're a grown up but you don't you know it was all, all oh your your early twenties yeah you'd like to go back like what is that like yeah. I don't know ten years or something yeah so nice. I, I, I would yeah, yeah just to like um but knowing what I know now do you know I could have yes. really enjoyed it yes. a lot more and Whereas yeah. when you, you don't. You sort of miss out on it really quick. Yeah, totally. Youth is definitely wasted on the young. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Your what's your current favorite book, podcast, or TV show? Oh, this is bad. I'm actually watching Shameless with my husband at the moment. Oh, I love that. Is it the original, the original or the American version? No, the American one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm the original. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. That. Yeah, that's a really good show. It's fun. Um, and then the last one is, what is your current favorite uh, Instagram account? Oh, or if you can't narrow it down to one, just like a few. Gosh, that's a hard one. Um, I don't know. I like so many. I love. Um, I love Middle Aisle. Oh yeah, she's an um, artist. Maggie May. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love heaps, but to be honest, a lot of them are home, homey sort of like with kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you um, the names of them off my head. I know, isn't that <laughs> funny? Gonna, like, you know where to go. You know where to go when you're on Instagram. Yeah, when I'm there, but right now I'm having a blank. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, I totally understand that. Um, awesome. Well, I guess that's about it. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, and I think, um, you know, it's very inspiring to see – how you create and how you've come to, um, you know, create a really, uh, I feel like very significant voice in this, um, in this industry. So I wish you all the best of luck with your ebook launch. I'm really excited for it personally. So I am definitely going to buy it. And, um, yeah, I hope maybe like sometime you'll come back on and, um, if this podcast continues for a while that you'll come back on and let us know how you are. Yeah, it's so cool you're doing this. Good. Um, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Gabby. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Cindy. Bye. Thanks so much, Gabby. Check the show notes of each episode to get the website and Instagram for each of the fiber artists I speak with. Be sure to give them a follow. And you can view video from this podcast on naromastudio.com slash thefiberartistpodcast. If you enjoy the Fiber Artist Podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.